You are listening to Faithfully Feminine Radio. This is so crazy. What is going up, y'all? Not what is going up. Like, girl, get it together. Already starting off. What is going on? I hope you're having a good day, a good night, a good evening, morning, midday. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing good. Now, if you're listening to this episode and you're not heartbroken, shout out to you, sis, because we can all get some wisdom. Like, you're never done learning. And I've learned that. Like, I've never done learning, ever. Isn't that crazy how life is? Like, (laughs) sometimes life is so ghetto. And it's like, when you thought you mastered something, it's like, nope, curveball. Now you're a guest at the Heartbreak Hotel. But today we're going to talk about the 10 things that I've learned from getting my heart broken. And I've prolonged recording this episode because... This came at such a dark time in my life, in a dark place, and even me like writing the outline for this episode was, I don't want to say it was hard for me, but I was able to really see how long, how far I have came, and I was like, wow, like I was in a really, really dark place. So if that is you right now, I pray that you are going to get through this. You're going to get through this. You're not alone. God will never leave you or forsake you, and that is not my word. That is his word straight from the Bible. So always remember that. Always hold on to that. I remember there was a time in my life I literally had to repeat that Bible verse like every day, multiple times a day because I needed that reminder. I even put sticky notes on my mirror and on my laptop screen child to remind myself and you got to do what you got to do. And just know that feelings do not last forever. So that is lesson number one. Feelings do not last forever. Feelings are temporary. How you feel right now is not going to be how you feel next month. It's not going to be how you feel next year. It's not going to be how you feel in 10 years. Four years from now, like, let me tell y'all something. I remember somebody was like, girl, if it's not going to matter four years from now, like, get it together. And I thought it was a little bit insensitive at the time, but no, but really, I'm going to say it better, though. But within four years from now, you're not going to be on this. Okay. Lesson number two is that there's this cliche statement to where people say like, oh my gosh, I remember I was so heartbroken and depressed. They were like, time heals all wounds. Time heals all wounds, sis. It's okay. It's going to get better. And I look at them and I'm like, no, it doesn't. Number two is that time does not heal all wounds. Have you ever met someone that that was like living like in the past? They were stuck in 2005. Like they were stuck 10 years ago because they were not able to get through um, the trauma that has happened to them or get through a heartbreak that they might have suffered. And it seems as though they constantly lived in that state. So I don't want y'all to get hung up on, oh, time heals all wounds. Because if you don't do the inner self work, things have a way of creeping back up in our lives. It's like life is literally like a game. 
And it's so cliche to say, but it's like, you know, those games. I remember back in the day, I had a PS, um, what's it called? PS2. And I really love this game called Kingdom of Hearts, Chain of Memories. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, girl, stick with me. It's still gonna make sense. But I played that game. It was like my game. I freaking loved it. And it got to the point where it's like, if you're stuck on level three, sis, you're never going to get to level four unless you beat level three. Like, that's just how it is. Like, you can die, start the game over, and you sure enough going to go through level one, level two, level three until you beat that. Until you beat it. That's when you go get to level four. And that's literally how life is. So when people are gallivanting around saying, oh, time heals all wounds, and they're not doing the inner self work, and they're not working on themselves, they're not being becoming more aware of their triggers and themselves or learning lessons, um, what life has taught them in the past, they kind of relive the same lessons. And it might not look the same with the same people, right? So some people don't really understand what I'm saying. But there comes a time where, when you start noticing that you're the common denominator, <laughs> it's like, wait a second, pack it up, pack it up. Number three is, I want to say like one of the most important ones, like I didn't order this in order of importance. I, these are just like my takeaways. I don't even know if it's 10 of them. It might be like 13. Sorry, y'all. But number three is the best time is the present. And I wrote that down because I just like to simplify things, but let me expand. See, when I got my heart broken, it was like the worst thing that I could ever imagine. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was suffocating. I felt like if I was screaming, no one could hear me. I felt alone. And Whenever I finally got through it, now it did take me like six to eight months to like fully heal. But when I got through it, I started to look back and like, why was that so bad for me? And I found that there's this very dangerous thing of living in the past. And like I said a couple minutes ago, living in the past is very dangerous. And we all know that it's very dangerous. But no one really talks about spending time in the future and I know you're probably thinking like girl what are you talking about (laughs) girl you ain't no time traveler and it's like I'm not a time traveler but when I count on my relationship that I'm referring to my first um my first love we were dating in high school him and I literally constantly talked about the future and I want to say it is good to talk about the future it is good to have goals um within dating and to make sure that you're on the same page as somebody you're seeing right but when you're living in the future and I mean like we were like planning our wedding talking about how the kids were going to be talking about how many kids we're going to have and this was like all the time like it wasn't like a one conversation (laughs) it was like all the time so when you're starting to do that and you're starting to live in the future and plan your future constantly right constantly it's a dangerous space to be in. It's almost like politics, right? It's like, okay, you got the radical left, then you got the whatever radical right. It's like, you're too far left, you're too far right, like everything's going to go to hell. You kind of have to have a, a happy medium, right? And that happy medium is the present. So if you're too far about, oh, my future with this person, and you're too behind of, 
oh, what happened with this person? You're not paying attention and living in the moment. And I want y'all to just like, if you have to rewind what I just said, that is like my number one thing of this topic. Being connected to now. Because nothing lasts forever. Moving into the next thing, nothing lasts forever. So living in now and enjoying what you have now is going to help you. So when things make an exit, when people make an exit out of your life, right? You're not as hurt because you did not build your life on what could be. Or you're not looking back on what could have been. You're enjoying right now. You're enjoying this podcast right now, this episode right now, me speaking to you right now, the workout you're doing currently right now, whatever you're doing, you're enjoying it right now. And you always want to stay connected to the people you are with, right? And the present tense, the present time, y'all, it's so important because I found myself when we broke up and I was heartbroken, I was spending so much time in the past that I really can't even tell you in that time period of my life what was going on besides I can tell you I was depressed and I can tell you what came of it and I can tell you how I spent my days crying over um my ex-boyfriend crying myself to sleep right neglecting the things that I love the other people that I love I can tell you that I spent time doing that but I, I really couldn't tell I can't even tell you the fashion what was the fashion back then? What was my favorite song back then? What what other things were going on in my life back then? I can't tell you because I was living in the past. And another thing I do want to mention about staying in the future, and it's so crazy, we're going to have an episode about it, but I was listening to um, Dr. Michelle Daff's podcast and her podcast is named Feminine Impression. I love her podcast. Shout out to her. <laughs> Shout out to sis. She doesn't know me, but we're friends in my head. She briefly mentioned how she struggled with um, fantasizing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not a crazy person. Because I struggled with fantasizing too. And I still do. Not as bad as it was before. But I do struggle with that. And... When I say fantasizing, I mean, there was a time period. Well, first of all, okay, let me, let me stop here. If you don't know anything about me, I am the only child. I, I am the only child. When I say the only child, I mean the real only child. Okay. Folks be like, oh, I'm the only child on my dad's side. Like, girl, I don't have no half siblings. My dad only has one child and my mom only has one child and that child is me. So with that being said, I've had to grow up using my imagination as a child. And I think that kind of just pushed me to be a very imaginative adult. It has. And I would spend time fantasizing about my life with said person all the time because him and I talked about it so much. And then when we didn't talk about it, I was just imagining, I can't wait for this. Like our house is going to be like this. We would send each other houses, y'all. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my house is going to be like this I literally would daydream about our wedding constantly constantly and when you are constantly fantasizing about your future not only are you missing out on the present tense but it can also 
cause a construct of um, what's it called ingratitude it can push you to not be as gracious for the things that you do have because you're constantly fantasizing about something else so just keep that in mind that is a huge thing I learned from getting my heart broken another thing is I want to tell you that some people you meet and you need for that season and when I think back on my life and I think back about you know on my ex-boyfriend and I really think and I'm like wait I think I really needed him in that season God really sent me him in that season and that's that's great that's something to hold on to And I cherish the moments that we do have now that I'm over it. I'm able to look back and cherish the moments that we had because at one point I was the happiest girl. And I know I can go back to being the happiest girl. So can you. But sometimes God strategically places people, not sometimes, all the times. He strategically places you in people's lives. And he does that for other people in your life. And when their chapter is up their chapter is up that doesn't necessarily mean that they've passed away I know we talk about this and like people passing away like oh you know life is so short and that's true but what about when the people are still alive right I feel like that almost hurts more but along the way people are constantly going to leave little lessons in your life and or blessings in your life at the point in time that where I met my ex-boyfriend, I am mature enough to say that I was in a very unstable condition and I was very depressed because it, it kind of happened. Well, I initially met him in middle school, but we didn't get I don't we didn't get super close until my senior year of high school. And if you know anything about me, I think I've talked about this before on probably one of my platforms, but I ended up getting trigger warning, sexually assaulted um, the summer leading into senior year. So if you'd imagine, I stopped doing a lot of things that I love. I stopped dressing up to school. I always dressed up to school before this. I stopped dressing up. I stopped cheerleading. I started skipping school, <laughs> started showing up late. And I wasn't in the the best headspace at all. I was really hanging on by a complete thread. And here was this man who entered my life that was such a light, right? And I, I smile when I think about it because it's like, wow, God is, God is amazing. Here comes this person who just becomes like a good friend to me and lights up my life and kind of like pushes me to be better was very understanding didn't care about rumors didn't care about what Naser said and he showed me that he showed me a glimpse of the love I know that I deserve and the love that I'm going to get and if that was a small glimpse I can only imagine the real thing And I want you to think about that for yourself. Even if the person you're heartbroken over was a horrible person, you're like, oh, girl, that wasn't my case. (laughs) That wasn't my case. My friend's like, oh, that sounds good. Do tell more. Do tell more. (laughs) I'm just like, wait, I, I just 
I told you the lesson part, right? He left the little lesson that he left. Well, I told you the blessing part. I ain't tell you the lesson part, yeah. It gets darker. But in that time period, looking back, I needed that. Little Imani needed that. And I'm so grateful for that. So sometimes when you look at the little blessings, where was I at in my life when I met this person? What value did they add to my life? What can I be thankful for? And on the flip side, if you're not there yet, that's fine. You know, I'm Queen Petty too. What did I learn from this mess? What did I learn from? Where was I at in my life to even allow this mess? Sometimes you got to do this like nasty deep digging inside of yourself to arrive at, okay, this is how we got here, sis. <laughs> this is, we made a left turn. It's okay. <laughs> but this is how we got here. And so that's leading into my next thing is that um, listening to Michael Todd's church, I, I haven't listened to him lately, but every now and again, when I was very, very low down I would listen to sermons like all the time because it was just something that really uplifted me I would go to church and um the next day I would listen to another sermon the next day I was listening to a sermon on YouTube like I was I was just trying out different pastors on YouTube I was it was this one sermon it was just one sermon by Sarah um T.D. Jakes's daughter oh lord forgive me Sarah Jakes Roberts there we go I love her and it's called it's the one that she says girl get up I literally had that on a loop y'all but I learned that there is perspective in pain and whatever pain you endured in this heartbreak season you're going to gain perspective and when you gain perspective you gain wisdom and when you gain wisdom girl you are unstoppable you are unstoppable because not only do you know what not to do or what to do next time, you also can share the wisdom with others. And that is beauty too. That's beautiful. So there's always something to gain in a new chapter of your life. Heart, being heartbroken opens up a new chapter in your life. It is literally like the season opener. <laughs> it opens up a new chapter. And that's good because with new chapter comes new blessings, comes new people, comes a new version of yourself. You start to unlock things you probably would have not unlocked with that person. Sometimes you got to shed dead weight. And I've also learned that on the flip side, depression can sneak up pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It was like I was like slowly but fast at the same time, like tumbling towards and spiraling down towards this cannon. I was like a loose cannon. And it's like I could see myself spiraling, but at the same time, I couldn't stop it. It's like, have you ever slipped and fell? It's like you you felt yourself falling, but you couldn't really stop. That's how I felt. And so I do want to tell y'all to be very careful when you start doing things like, um, for me, a big thing for me, like I said, personally, was I started sleeping a lot. I know I'm inching towards depression when being awake and dealing with my reality was too much. And all I wanted to do was sleep because sleeping for me was an escape of reality. And so I constantly slept. 
it got to the point where I would sleep in my bed for 10, 12 hours. I would wake up. I would be upset that I was awake and I would want to go to sleep. I would take melatonin. I would try to go to sleep just so I can escape feeling how I felt. I can pass time. Now for you, it might be something different, but when you start neglecting things that make you happy, when you start isolating yourself more, those are telltale signs that you may be heading towards depression and you don't want to do that. It is okay to go and receive help, professional help. It is okay to get a counselor, a therapist, a psychiatrist. It is okay and if anyone is listening to this and they are my, and I'm, oh my goodness, a minority, especially my black women, it is okay. I do want to point out a resource out there and this is not sponsored. I know most people have the sponsored of, of, of better help. I'm like, y'all must have a lot of ad budget, <laughs> but, um, I've never used better help, but that is something I guess you can use. I want to say black girls therapy. Or is it Black Girls Heal? Black Girls Therapy. So Black Girls Therapy, if you go to blackgirlstherapy.com, you can find a black female therapist near you. You can also check to see if they take the health insurance that you have. You can also see how much it's going to cost with your copay. And you can um, read about them, read about you know their background and if they're psychiatrists, if they're a psychologist, or if they do behavioral. You can read all sorts of things. So that is a good resource. That's how I found my therapist. <laughs> shout out to sis um so I do want to put that out there because there was a time in my life where I was neglected um from my mental health perspective and I feel like sometimes when I don't want to go down this rabbit hole but a lot of times in black households I feel like mental health goes I don't feel like it does go to the back burner and that's what happened in my household when I was a senior in high school and it was to my detriment So I am a huge advocate for mental health. And the next thing is unplug, mute, and block. Girl, blockiana. Sometimes you need to unplug. And that's to drown out the noise. That's to get off of social media, even if it is just for a day. You know, some people are extreme. They can go off of social media for like 30 days. I can't do that because that's like kind of my income. But for a day or for a week I used to look at people like how do you do that but sometimes you do just need to unplug because you might find yourself going to the guy's page to see how is he doing without me right and this episode is going to focus on you I get a lot of questions where it's like okay but what if he look like what if it looks like he's enjoying his life like girl you just answered your own question it looks like you don't know what that man is going through you don't. And half of these men who jump from women's beds to women's beds to women's beds, they're the most broken. So although it may look and appear as such, right, doesn't mean it is it is though. As someone who was a queen of masking her pain and her depression in school, especially in high school, I always appeared to have it together. It was like, oh my gosh, she always has it together. Meanwhile, I'm crying on the inside. Meanwhile, I'm crying in the closet, reapplying my makeup and strutting down the hall as if nothing ever happened and ignoring my feelings. So don't forget, 
And when I say mute, if you cannot block the person, which I do recommend blocking the person, even if it is just for a while, spare their feelings. Sometimes you don't need to look at them. But if you don't want to block the person, I do recommend muting them. That can help because although you might still be following them on social media, muting them will allow you to not see when they post. (laughs) So you're not going to see their story highlights pop up. You're not going to see their in-feed posts pop up, their their IG reels pop up if they post IG reels. Um, So that is a good alternative. Um, It's just easier because I've gotten to this point where in my breakup that it was getting so messy because it was like a back and forth. You don't want to get there. You don't want to get there. You don't want to get to the point where it's like y'all are going back and forth arguing about who is the worst person in the world. Like (laughs) you're a bad person because you did this. Well, you're a bad person because you did this. Well, you're even worse person because you did this. You don't want to get there. Like girl, keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. So unplug, mute, and block. And then the next thing is there's going to be this time. I feel like in everyone's like breakup, like healing, they're like almost going back to them. Maybe it's like, okay, you remember that episode of Housewives of Atlanta where Nini's like, the door is closed. Girl, that door needs to be closed. Don't crack it. Stop cracking these doors because you do not want to write this down. You don't want to chase what's familiar and miss out on what can be for you. Because when you have your hands full and you're constantly looking in your rearview mirror, like, right, you know, you know the analogy. When you're driving a car, you're constantly looking in a rearview mirror and you're going to hit the person in front of you. You don't want to do that. You're chasing what's familiar because, I mean, we're ha- we're creatures of habit, right? He's familiar and he said he changed. Girl, he didn't change. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> He didn't change. What is the probability? I'm a numbers person because I always feel like men lie, women lie, numbers don't. But the probability and the statistics and the data points of y'all getting back together and actually working out is very slim to none. Not saying never, but it's very slim to none. So you you don't want to gamble with that one. Those odds are really not in your favor. Don't chase what's familiar because you could possibly miss out on what is for you. And then one of the last things is I've learned in this journey that healing is not linear. Some days will be worse than others. You could be on day 25 and it feels like day one. And that's okay. You have to be patient with yourself in this heartbreak season. You have to be. Because being too hard on yourself can cause you to spiral and spin out. I speak from experience. (laughs) So if day 55, you want to eat a pint of ice cream and cry in your bed that day, so be it. But you better have a plan for tomorrow. And then the last thing I would like to add is that if you have to listen to the same song 200 times, girl, go Hannah loop the song and play it 200 times. <laughs> like I have a whole playlist. <laughs> like I said, I was watching that girl get up um, service from Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts over and over again, like over and I needed to hear it over and over again. Girl, get up. 
I had to hear her say it. So if that's you, do it. And I do have a couple of recommendations. Uh, Number one is that (laughs) that sermon. (laughs) Number two is this spoken word. I don't want to call it a song, but it's on Apple Music and it is on Spotify. It's called Recover. It will be in the description. And it's by Rena. Um, I played that over and over again. I still do just because it's so beautiful. Oh, it's a beautiful spoken word. And then second is I do have a cry about it playlist. If you follow me on Apple Music at Imani Bailey, everything is always the same. Y'all know how to spell my name. I-M-A-N-I-B-A-I-L-I-E-E. It will be in the description as well. And then the third thing is to journal. And sometimes journaling doesn't have to like when I say journaling and people be like girl I don't want to write honest I don't want to write my feelings girl you don't have to there's different types of journaling uh I also have this journal called burn after writing that I didn't even finish yet because it's so deep and there's so many prompts in there so basically the burn after writing journal goes through the three it goes through your past your present and your future and you can skip around and you're supposed to of course like burn after writing I mean you don't really have to but I think it's a cute name it's a really good journal if you have the ability it's available on Amazon I don't know if it's at like Barnes and Noble or Books a Million or anything because I just I just order on Amazon but I think it's like ten dollars that is a really good journal and one thing my therapist also told me well she didn't tell me about that one I already had that one but my therapist also told me like even if it is just writing down one out of ten today I feel like an eight because of this and this is what I look forward to in my day tomorrow it can literally be three sentences and then that way sometimes you can look back and like wow I I came a long way so that's all I got for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. I hope I was able to help someone out, even if it is just one person. Like I always said, I did what I needed to do, girl. So I will be praying for you. Don't forget to read your Bibles. Don't forget that God will never leave you and forsake you. And I'll see you in the next episode.